Hello, my friends. Nick Labretti here for JRCigars.com. Coming from, what's the nickname of this state? What's like the name? Like, Tennessee. You know, no, but like, okay. You know how like the Florida is the sunshine state, the Big Apple, what's like the... I think most people refer to it as the home of crowned heads. That, that's what they put like on the charter when it that's was last time, when it was last incorporated as a state. Pretty much, yeah. 1799, this will be the future home of, of crown heads. heads. Yeah. Correct. Well, we're in the lovely state of Tennessee in the heart of Music City, Nashville. Um, <sighs> we have a big event tonight, but first, I could not come to this city and not stop by one of the coolest, most innovative guys in the industry, one of my dearest friends, the legendary John Huber of Crown Heads. John, thanks for having us, man. I appreciate oh, shucks. it. That's all I can say that is all shucks. <laughs> dude, you it's have- good to have you, man. Oh, dude, I've been- Because the last time yeah. that y'all came down here, it was like the smoke on the waters was down here. Yeah, and then he- With Chris, with Secret he, Chris. Yeah, then he immediately left the industry. <laughs> then he, yeah, <laughs> he scared I think him out scared of here. him out of there. He's like, I can't hang out with that guy anymore. Yeah, pretty much. Although pretty he much. did get really jealous when I told him I was coming down. He's like, oh, I wish I can go hang out with John. Yeah. Well, you're making, you're making all this logistics money now. You can hop a flight down here. You can charter a plane with what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. So, he's golfing all the time. Is he really? Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Um, right. But no, man, it's been an absolute pleasure. I mean, it's this was like, it's like Chateau Fuente and then here were like my list. If your camera could pan and the, the comparison you just made to Chateau La Fuente and this like uh, dungeon, if you would, is but the they're complete different, antithesis. They're different of things. Chateau Fuente is like- Same but different. Right? Yeah. Well, Chateau yeah. Fuente is like the fields and the thing yeah. and the legacy of the. This is like, this is exactly if I had to dream make my cigar office, it would be this. And then writing on the wall yeah. in the back. Yeah. And just, it'd be this. It would be this yeah. artwork. It'd be this. Like that. I, when I saw that table, I'm like, I want that table. Like, that's a great table. A lot table. of people like that table. Yeah, dude. That was like one of our only investments in the office like 10 years ago. What, what's the name of that, that, that place? Oh, God. The girl Rent, I know can make um, you one of these. Restoration hardware. Okay. The girl I know, if you if you provide like a wood slab, she can make you one of these. She Where was she when we were building the booth this year? Because I mean, we spent She's a fortune still on the booth. In the city. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, how was the how was the trade show? Trade show was great, man. Um, really good, really strong trade. I mean, everybody's going to tell you it was the best trade show they've ever had. What have you? And maybe... Yeah, it's funny how everybody says that except yeah. for half. We only the only ones like, no, this wasn't a good one. No, it, the attendance was up. Um, we did the opening reception last year and there was 800 and some odd people there this year. They actually clicked 1,510 people. So okay. it was like twice the, the turnout. Um, we had a very strong show sales wise on record. It was our best sales show of, of crown heads history. Um, it was good to see people out there. The only downside was we all got COVID. Yeah. So. Um, but listen, you're, you're going that, to Las Vegas. You're going to get something when you leave Las Vegas. Yeah, you know, you're like, yeah. You just don't really think it's going to be COVID. Yeah. Though, you know, so, um, question for you, and um, you don't actually have to answer this on camera, but I am curious. Mm. When you say, because a lot of guys say, "Oh, you know, we had our, a better year this year. We had a worse year this year at the yeah. trade show." When you are tracking better year versus worse year, are you doing it in terms of like money made? Or are you doing it in terms of like units sold? Well, they, they're kind of the same thing, more or less. Well, because sometimes, because uh, I, I was reading uh, your favorite guy, Charlie Minato. Yes. I was reading a piece on him where he was talking about that, like a lot of prices have gone up. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, yeah, you could have sold the exact same amount of boxes as you did last year, but you technically made more money. But um, it, I, would, it, it, I would say that check both boxes. Units were up, dollars were up. I mean, yeah, I, mean I would always, unless you decided to come out with like a super budget line, I would assume units is like the most important. Like we want to make sure yeah. we're getting the product out there. Yeah, I mean, what we do, we. 
historically we track everything going back to 2015. Okay. And we have all the, the numbers from day one, day two, day three, by SKU, by brand, by everything. And then we get that, that tally at the, at the beginning of the next day. And we kind of mm -hmm. go, okay, we've had a best day one, best day two, you know, that kind of a thing. We just kind of IOCD on that. You know, you, I love you at a trade show because when you see the few people you enjoy, <clears throat> you like light up, you're like, oh, come here. And like, yeah. you have a chat with them, you do a whole thing. But you are not into like the big fancy dinners at the end or like, oh, they're doing the big, uh, you know, everyone's hanging out at the Venetian. You're like, no, I'm going to go for like the dinner with my wife and, you know, and kid. we're going to go see uh, Siegfried and Roy or whatever. I think one of them died. Um, did he really? I think one of them. Did one of them so. die? I think one of them died. He got eaten by a tiger. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's, it's funny you mention that because um, not too long ago, I was a couple of days ago, I was listening to a podcast that uh, Skip Martin did with, I think it's Cigar Hustler podcast. I'm not sure what it's called, but, and I'm just kind of listening in the background to it. And, and he said, well, there's two ways you can go about the show. He goes, one, you could do like John Huber. And this is coming from Skip. And I'm kind of like going, oh, what's he going to say about me? Yeah, going to like talk shit? You know, he basically just said, he goes, well, you know, he drew a line in the sand. He said, you know, I'm going to go to this, the show. And then at five o'clock, that's it. I'm out of here. See you. Bye. And that's yeah. how I've always treated the show. It's, it's just like, you know, I, I don't do the, the hanging out and stuff. It's like I commute to work. Right. You know what I mean? I stay off campus with my family, commute to work, do the show. Show's over, it's family time. Commute back, and then we go out, we have dinner, we'll watch a movie. Or I think that's whatever. how a lot of people, like, I think however you, like, when, when it's your business, it's one thing if you work for, like, a big outfitist or whatever, yeah. but when it's your business, you're going to treat the show like you treat, like, in your personal life. I would be much more of a you. I would, like, hey, listen, I'm all fun, you know, be here nine to five, I'll shake everyone's hand, you want to sit and have a chat, we'll make out the orders. But then there's guys like Skip and Mike who are like a lot of people I know like, well, no, listen, we want to keep the party going. We want yeah. to hang out and do all that. And that's that's like what he would, you know, what Justin would do. And so they have like they have their, their big after party. I know that they do that. A lot of companies are like, oh, we're having a big dinner. We're going to have Venetian. For me. I mean, to be clear, like back in the CAO days, I was that guy. Like I would yeah, stay up that till was... three in the morning and then, you know, sleep behind the booth for the first hour and then come out. Okay, it's showtime. Yeah, but that was like thing, 20 years ago. That was a long time ago. That was back when you were 15. That was a long time ago, man. <laughs> but, I mean, now it's it's just it's just like, it's like anything else. It's like a compartmentalized right. my life where when I'm in, in, in the office, like I'm focused on the business. And then as soon as I leave the office, I'm focused on my wife and my daughter. And that's just how I keep the balance. And, and I, I get like 20 minutes of your day somewhere in there, right? Yeah, like, usually. Just Something 20 like minutes. Like, oh, this is my Nick block. I've got to yeah. worry about Nick. I got to like, see what Nick's doing on social media. Dude, this is going to sound sad, but like my favorite part of like any kind of travel, mm -hmm. unless it's like a vacation, but even at any time of like work travel, and it's going to happen tonight after the event, I'll be in my hotel room, nine o'clock, lay on the bed. And I love hotel room TV because it's usually like the yeah. History Channel. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Things I just don't watch at home or Law and Order. Right. And I just sit in a hotel room and I watch that. And I can... like my guilty pleasure, like when I'm traveling, it's, I always travel with my family, and it's just like, it's one is mini bar, like eating candy or something yeah. or whatever, right? And the other is like watching like movies with my kid, like watching Disney or whatever like yeah, that. And it's just it's the best. And well, room service and room service. That's there, my other guilty pleasure. There was a time like my first. Not so much my first trade. My first trade show was weird. It was 2015. Mm -hmm. It was the last one that was in New Orleans. Yes. Um, the city was really cool. The city was I love awesome. New Orleans, yeah, man. I'd like to cool. go back to New Orleans, actually. Um, I do remember we had, a, I don't remember our CEO at the time, Rob Norris, the British guy. Of course I remember. Rob yeah. Norris, great, great yeah. dude. 
but he's a typical like tall, thin guy where we're, like we're all dressed in our suits. He's gonna take us out to like this nice dinner. <clears throat> um, but we're like walking around middle of July, New Orleans. He's like, oh, this place was going to be too long. We're going to walk four blocks to the other place. And we kept like walk, not even bar hopping because it was just like the line would be too long. And I'm like, dude, can you get us into a taxi or something? But that one was like a fun one, but like we didn't do a lot of crazy stuff. My first Vegas one, which was the next year, I went to every big dinner, any yeah. after party, you know, had my fair share of drinks. I don't know how I did it. I honestly don't know how They're fun. I, I mean, they you know. are, but I just, even without drinking now, I, I told you we had our big boat party last week. I had a drink and a half. You can ask Justin the whole time I had the, the main cocktail, which was like a, a, a Manhattan cocktail. Mm -hmm. And I think I sipped on a Corona for like the next two and a half hours, had some cigars, had some food, had a lot of water. The next day I was wiped. I was just out. Really? Yeah. I lay, I laid and I had the next day off. I laid on my couch the entire day. I watched all the Mission Impossible movies. <laughs> See, I, I don't have that luxury. If I oh, waste yeah, myself yeah. that day, the next day, my seven-year-old daughter's not going to realize daddy wants to rest. Yeah. there's yeah. Let's, It's go time. Let's let's do this. So. Well, that's why I don't have kids. That's the only reason I don't have kids. Not that women don't want me. Give it it's, some time. <laughs> Give it some time. I don't know. I don't, that, that's that's a road that I don't know. You don't know if you want kids? I don't know. Man. Seriously? I hope your girl's not watching this. I th And listen, we've, we haven't had that talk yet. It's still, it's still relatively new, but... I'm, I love my niece and nephew. Love yeah, them to death. Yeah. I would rather... It's like having to rent a kid. Yeah. Right? You get to do, do the and, thing, and listen, buy him gifts when and they, stuff. And as, like, they get old, like, as my nephew gets older and like I can hang out with now, he's like seven. So yeah. it's like, oh, you're like a person kind of now. Um, I would maybe rather be like the greatest uncle in the world. Like any money I would spend on my kids for mm -hmm. like college or whatever, I get to keep half of that. But like even if I give half to my niece and nephew, like, oh, yeah, your uncle just gave you... 10 grand for college tuition, like yeah. maybe helping to provide them with a better life. And then I still get to do what I want to do, yeah. you know, cause that's, I'm selfless in a lot of aspects, but I don't know how, like in terms of a kid, I don't know how I would handle it in terms of like, I really there's don't feel no, good there's, today. There's no and, book or yeah. a guide. Like, you know, when you, it's just, there's nothing written that says, here's how to have a kid. You have a kid, your life changes, you, you adapt yeah. and your life changes forever. It's just, I'm sure you know, if I had like an accidental one, I'm sure I would, I would <laughs> adapt, accidental. I would Whoops. adapt well. I'm sure I would be able to adapt well. Good yeah. Um, You'd be good. So uh, let's talk a little bit about tonight. We mm. traveled all this way uh, with a delayed flight and a very bumpy flight at that, which I'm sorry. I'm still trying to get over. Yeah. It'll be all right. Tomorrow, I good. already checked. So this is for insane, insane people like me. They have turbulence tracker websites. Really? Where you can, where you can put They're in not, no. where you can put in your flight number, and for the next twenty four hours, it'll show you if there's turbulence on your route. Okay. So for the, this morning, it did say there was going to be moderate turbulence for tomorrow. Smooth Low, sailing. Smooth. That's that's what you asked me before. That's why I like flying. I like flying in the morning, especially going home for two reasons. One, Newark is a bitch of an airport. Yeah. Second flight, anything after nine thirty, you're going to start getting delays just because the airport sucks. Right. And it's always crowded. And two, much less risk of bad weather or anything at seven. It's not going to be thunderstorms or like, unless there's a hurricane, really bad weather does not usually happen at seven in the morning. So, and then I just, I get my anxiety with it and I get it done with and then I land and I'm, I'll be home tomorrow by 11. Yeah. And then I'm good. Quarantine for a couple of days, play some Assassin's Creed. It'll be a nice time. But we traveled down here for the... It's the relaunch of the brand, but the official launch for the Casa de Monte Cristo stores of 
Mother, Mother Church. Church. Yes. John, tell me, we've, and we've talked about this cigar ad nauseum, privately, publicly. What are your thoughts overall on the brand in terms of how it fits into the Crown Heads pantheon? Because personally, I hold it with, and in terms of Crown Heads, which you know is, I hold in the highest regard. Thank you. I hold Mother Church to be just a, just about as good as it gets well, for Well, because me. the whole thing started off with it was your fault. This was kind of your pet project a little bit, to an extent, to be true, uh, yeah. right? You were like, hey, I want you to do a 50th anniversary cigar, blah, 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 make it Nashville, you know, centric, what have you. And so you have a little bit of a stake in the game. So I get it. You almost blend, without even me telling you like, oh, I want this wrap. I didn't tell you any of that. I'm like, I trust you. We just want like yeah. some medium body. <clears throat> you almost, I think, and I think you did do it on purpose. You blended it basically for me. You're like, he likes broadleaf, but like I'm gonna add it to the binder so it's not too overpowered. You blended a cigar. I think subconsciously you were like, I think Nick is gonna personally love this. First of all, I didn't blend anything, well, and I, you, I don't blend anything. Yeah. You know, I always try to make that you know known. I'm not the guy down there putting leaves together. I'm, I validate things. I'm, I'm kind of like the Rick Rubin of the of the album. I'm the producer that that puts everything together. Is that the uh, sandwich guy. Rick Rubin, yeah, actually, yeah, something like that. But that was a music illusion. But yeah, he did. He was he like. Um, come on, you don't know who Rick Rubin is? Wasn't he like Eminem's guy, like with Dr. Dre? Wasn't there like a? He did. He did a couple of tracks for for Eminem. No, yeah. but Rick Rubin produced Red Hot Chili Peppers. He produced uh, Beastie Boys. Okay. He's he's he, look him up. He's iconic. No, because there was some. Guy, I don't know if his name was Rubin. Um, the guy who worked with Drew Estate on the Shady Cigar. There's like Paul some, Rosenberg. Yeah, him. Who was a good friend of mine? Shout out, Paul. Okay, all right, there, yeah, yes. there you go. He is—he's uh, a label guy, but he's—I well, don't think he was a music producer. He was something different. Like that. There's yeah. a difference, but at any rate, anyway. Um, so I didn't blend anything, but it, it started off. The truth be told, um, mid 2020, I believe it was, I had gotten some samples from uh, Tobacco Lara Bichardo, and it was just kind of like, here, here's some different blends, whatever. You hit me with a request to do a cigar that was centric to Nashville. You said, I want something medium, da 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 what have you. And there was a blend on my table right there that was called Sujito. Sujito is like, it's, the loose translation is a little bit dirty. Mm. But I smoked it. I'm like, damn, this is fucking good. I, I can find a place for this. Didn't even know the components at that point. I was just smoking and enjoying it. And so I hit the factory. I said, hey, can you do this in a Churchill? Because I had this note that I had written 10 years ago. Um, Mother Church being a Churchill cigar was one of my first ideas. And I thought, this is Nashville-centric, mm -hmm. and we can make this kind of fly. And that, that's how it really started. And then I find out that the, the binder is, is broadleaf, and I'm like, oh, this is all, Nick's going to be all about this. I think that that cigar, or, or at least that style of cigar, because, follow me here, there's, there's no flavors in it that I've never tasted before. Yeah. But I honestly think... It's very unique in that uh, that's a cigar that I like will, will replace Connecticut shade for me in terms of like oh, yeah. a morning with your coffee. Like, oh no, I can have like Mother Church is not going to overpower me. It's not going to destroy my palate. Right. But it's also after dinner, it works well too because sure. of the amount of flavor it has. It was just so. And the I, best compliment you gave me was when you said it was illusion esque. And I've been a big fan of, of what Dion does over there, especially of like Epernay. Yeah. And so when you said that, I'm like, okay, we got something here. So something, I would have thought so. But if that was just a non-JR, that was just a crown head cigar, that's one or two. 
Yeah, I that's one or two. That, man. that cigar that. is is excellent, and I think if I were you, I'd be pissed that you wasted it on me. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's I'm kind of I'm kind of pissed about waste, it, man. It's not. It's you know, like uh, give you a comparison, like when we do a TAA release, right? Yeah. Like there's been some really rock star blends that we we've, we've done oh, for the this TAA. Year's, this year's uh, the Los, Los Angel, Angel was fantastic. Agreed. I thought, and I'm like, man, is this is this almost too good for 70 stores? You know. But it's it's all about putting your best foot forward. It's like I don't want to half step anything, no matter what, right. whether it's five thousand cigars for Hawaii or if it's fifty thousand cigars for you guys or whatever. I mean, it's just important to always put your best foot forward when the brand's connected to it. So. It is it is weird because I'm not a manufacturer, but uh, but the past few years we've been involved in these different various projects, um, and it's weird because sometimes we'll get a blend in and let's say it's for something like basic that we're doing. And I'll be like, this is almost like too yeah. good for this one. Where like if we did it for this next project, which is a higher price point right. and like cooler packaging, like it, we can make that one like a better a sure. better thing. Does that ever happen to you? Do you ever have some some? And I know you want to put a hundred percent into every blend, but if somebody's like, hey, I want like three thousand cigars from my local store in in Texas, and you're like, yeah, sure. And then you get the blends in, and you're like, man, if this I can, if good. I make yeah. ten thousand of these, like I could. No, know. I mean, first of all, we don't really do a lot of like those kind of level exclusives. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I referenced Hawaii Paniolo. That's probably the, the largest exception to the rule. Yeah, but they don't have a lot going on out there. <laughs> they got what Pearl Harbor and pineapples. Oh man, That's... I love. Don't don't talk about Hawaii. I love. I've Hawaii. never been. I would I would go in a oh. heartbeat. I would go in a heartbeat. I you know, going off topic, but back in fifteen. Um, when we did the first Paniolo. Like, it wasn't even on my radar to do an exclusive for Hawaii back then. And a good friend of ours that we've known for a while, Marvin Chang, kept saying, hey, would you do this? And he's such a gentleman asking me over and over, and I kept saying no. And finally he says, well, you know, if you come out here, people will really respect that and get behind your brand, and they'll support it. And and I was like, yeah, that sounds all good. And he's like, well, why don't you ask your, your wife if she wants to come out to Hawaii? So I texted Laura and I said, do you want to go to Hawaii? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. So that's how it really started. No, but I'd rather go once, to Carabas. Like, like, <laughs> but, you know, but once we got out there, I was just like, to this day, I'm like blown away with the hospitality of the yeah. people there. I mean, people, like chefs were coming up to me, giving me food that they had made for me and people giving me gifts that I've never even met before. And just, they're just such genuinely good people out and that's there. for I love, that, I love the culture that's for our field our field wine um so they're like a are they like a supermarket kind of kind like of an artisanal the, the retail thing, right? sector of hawaii and and the islands around it are, is a little different it's like most of the time you have to go to a wine store a liquor store or even a, a grocery store and you'll have a, a you know a few tobacconists where you can walk in it's only cigars right but that's not the it's, it's a little bit of a different retail climate than it is here okay. But I mean, we go out there and it's just like, you know, people pay a certain price point to, to come into the event and they get dinner and cigars and everything. And then they then there's a line of people that just come to buy product. Right. So it's not like people are buying. Let me get three of those. And it's like I'll take five boxes of this, 10 boxes. And yeah. people are walking out like this, you know. So it's the support that we get from Hawaii is just amazing so it's, that's, that's it's one of my, it's weird when when brands and, and you have a brand that does that but one of the, another brand is your your good friend pete yes when i remember when he did the 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 tour the bus tour yeah the mystery whatever the i remember the, that the sure. mystery yeah, that really cool. tour um 
and he would like just do a pop-up and like and back then and i think he still does it when he had like super limiteds like the pork tenderloin mm -hmm. you know like those crazy ones that go for shit money now yeah like crazy shit money but it would be like oh Yo, you got to buy like two boxes from you know of like you know regular havana six people would just, just carrying out just boxes and boxes and it's cool and you have a brand like that too which is really cool to see um to get, I don't want to take up too much of your time because we have to go no, all get ready for this thing you're soon. Going. You're good. Um, a few more things I don't want to touch on. Um, FDA decision. Uh huh. Obviously, that's kaput for now. I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure they're going to fight it, but also the new guy in charge of the FDA it has like an internal investigation going because along with losing our court decision. They lost the court decision against Juul, mm. and it kind of seems like the FDA, at least in their tobacco, you know, department, is kind of in a state of disarray. Do you think they're going to try to come back at us, or do you think that they're going to they kind of learn their lesson? Do you think they expected the amount of pushback they got? Listen, the way I put it is like I remember in 2016. I remember exactly the day. I remember the place. I know where I was when all that deeming regulations thing came down, and it was May the fifth. 2016, I was actually on an anniversary getaway with my wife, having a, a great time. We were having a lovely little trip, and I saw that on Half Wheel. And my wife was like, what's the matter? I said, it's over. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know yeah. how to do anything else. And she's, what are you talking about? And then, you know, explain that. So from the way that felt to the way where we are now with this ruling, <laughs> completely 180. Yeah. So. I'm 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 happy. I'm relieved. It's like we're we're able to create and keep going forward, and you know. So as an industry, like fingers crossed. Hopefully, it'll be a ten out of ten instead of a nine out of ten. But um, I'm encouraged. And in fact, I was you know I went into the show going, man, this is going to be the talk of the show. Yeah, I heard it was not. And nobody <laughs> talked. And I was even asking bloggers, I'm like, is anybody talking about this? Because this is like the best news we've had all year. Yeah, we like. But I everybody feel focused like... on the Padron Fuente uh, Legends things. <laughs> Here's but. my, I gotta speak really quickly about that. And, I, and I've talked about this before on the show. Here's my issue with that project. <clears throat> mm -hmm. As cool as it is as a marketing piece, mm -hmm. until they release price and until they release quantity, I'm going to assume that that is going to be a $60 a piece cigar at the very least, for the because they, they have like 20 of the Fuente ones, 20 of the yes. Padron ones. And I guarantee it's gonna be impossible to find. And I'm like, all this hubbub they created, this should have been something like, no, like your your local, you know, it might be limited, like your local retailer will have it. I feel like they're going to make, they because it comes in like these big humidors with 40 cigars, they're going to make 200 of those humidors and they're going to have, you know, a couple thousand cigars and it's going to be impossible. To, and once it sells, the, the secondary market, it's going to be like $200 to find one. You're not going to want to smoke. I feel like it was a lot of flash, but like it's not like the actual impact it's going to have is going to be minimal. I don't, you know, for me, from my perspective, I've yet to even see it. Like, you couldn't get anywhere near their booths when they made the announcement. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just, I've never seen anything like it before. And I think it's just good for the industry, man. And I love I both, love the the, excitement both of the it. entities, uh, Carlito, Jorge, I love both. I'm a huge fan of both what they do. So I think as a, as a cigar fan, I think it's fantastic. As a fan, right? yeah. I, mean, I, just, I just hope it's something that, like, even if it's expensive, I just hope it's something that people will be able to get. Like you'll be able to walk into at least you know 
You, I mean, at least one close by shop and get it. And it's not going to be this like, oh no, we only made 100 humidors. Like you're never actually yeah. going to smoke this thing. Well, I remember when Opus came out, you know, and it was like, oh, yeah. and I just started working in the industry at CAO and it was like trying to go to the local tobacconist and like, oh, they got Opus. You can get two cigars, you know, every time you go yeah. in or whatever. It, I, I missed that. You know, I think it's kind of cool. Opus still does that though. Do like, you, really? it's, it's, still limited? it's hard to find Opus still. That's interesting. It's, the, it's one of the cool things about that brand that he's been able to do. Um, and sustained for yeah twenty some odd yeah. years or whatever. It's yeah. Been, now he know. does a lot of like these extra opuses where he does like a special one just for Dubai oh, or one just for Italy. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. It's Dude, beautiful. It's the best. But what he's been able to do with like the standard op like the standard opus is probably still more sought after by the general public than any of these limited opuses he yeah. does because they're still like you. They're attainable. You have to be really rich or very, very connected to just be able to buy a box of Opus. I just like looking at the pictures of like yeah. uh, the Purple Rain that he did. Purple Rain, the BBMF. I, I just, just love how that cigar looks. He's just, they're just such a creative force. So I, I, I applaud him for that. I wasn't really taking a shot at the the, the announcement. It, but it was the star of the show. Yeah, it was. No it was. It's, but it was nice to see that energy. Right about something in the show. So. Two more quick ones for you. One, um, obviously there's, I don't, I don't know how much you follow what's been going on with the Cuban industry in terms of- Price increases. So the price increase. Mm -hmm. um, do you see that as an opportunity to increase the distribution of the so-called new world brands in Europe? Or do you think the demand in the US is already kind of tapping out the capabilities of these factories, mm. they shouldn't really worry about going to Europe. Or do you think it's like, no, this should be a viable market that we should try to, you know, obtain? Viable market, 100%. But I think what's going to happen is there's certain places, like let's say Germany, for instance, where the, the ratio of, of domestic, I'll call non-Cuban, it to Cuban is like, it's almost 50-50. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's other places like Spain and stuff, where it's more like 80-20, that kind of a thing. But um, I do think there's a huge opportunity for domestic brands. I think that the lion's share is going to be taken by the big companies that have the marketing budgets and the, the you know, let's push. If there's an extra 80 million cigars out there that we're going to get, let's let's go. I don't think smaller companies like us will be able to take as much advantage of it as the larger companies, let's just say. Um, I mean, organically, our, our international growth has exploded for us in our little Right, you know, thing, but we haven't really actively pursued it, any of it, really. I mean, it all started off really like in 2016, 17 with uh, Germany. Um, Sally at Delays the Gar and said, "Hey, do you have a German distributor?" We're like, "No." They're like, do you want one? Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, and then from there, it just kind of blew up, and now we're like, you know, in in wherever we're like Dubai, we're in Malaysia, we're in I think we opened China, we're in you know, Germany, Belgium on and on and on but it just happened naturally we haven't really we don't have the the the, the where the bandwidth to go right. after the, Euro, the european market the, the odd there's enough, an opportunity the odd enough thing is is it's not necessarily like the biggest companies it's like some of the big companies but it's kind of like the the next ones so like davidoff obviously already in europe they'll yeah. be a big player yeah drew estate perdomo oliva mm -hmm. but when you look at brands like general or altidus they can't really showcase their brands over there legally because of you can't sell Monte Cristo whites in the same place where you can sell Monte Cristo, right? You know, Habanos. But there'll be. But that's also why Vega Fina, which doesn't really do well for Altidus in the U.S., it's a good cigar. Mm -hmm. The Vega, the regular Vega Fina, it's basically like it's very similar to a Monte Cristo white, does okay in the U.S. 
it's the best-selling cigar in Spain that's not Cuban because really? they don't really have anything else like that. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't sell Monty Whites or maybe they can. I guess Macanudo um, is they can have a Macanudo. I don't think it was a Cuban brand. Um, my worry with that is is that we're going to see. I don't think somebody like you would do it just out of morality, but that we're going to see a similar thing happen where. You know, I'm I'm taking Nick and definitely not Nick Perdomo wouldn't do this either because Nick Perdomo is as American as they come. But I'm Oliva, for example, and I'm making this up out of thin air. They're going to start really expanding in Europe, and then they're going to real. It's going to come a time where they're only going to have X amount of cigars, and so they're going to do something similar to what Cuba did. Is like, well, I can sell my half here in the U.S. and then half in Europe, but if I'm making more in Europe because I'm selling them for more money. Maybe I'm just going to raise my prices in America to what I'm selling for them for in Europe, which is what Cuba did. Cuba's like, yeah. if we have such a high demand for these cigars in Hong Kong and we're making more money selling them in Hong Kong, we're just going to raise our prices across the board to what Hong Kong prices are. That's my worry is that companies are going to be so invested in Europe and see that big dollar sign that they're going to try to up their prices in the U.S. Because like, well, you know, we can be making more money. You know, we already have a demand for Oliva V's in Germany mm-hmm. at. 15% more than what we're selling them for in Tennessee. And so that's my concern. I know that's a long road down, yeah, but that's that my is. concern. I, I, It is a long road down. I, I just don't see that happening. Okay. Um, I think those kind of, when you get to that level, you can supply both. Mm. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. I think they'll it'll be fine without price increases, dramatic price increases like you saw with Cuba. I don't I gotcha. think it's, it's a non-issue. So last thing before we, uh, we break up here. Mm-hmm. Couple big releases from you, at both as manufacturer and as distributor mm-hmm. this year. If you want to uh, touch on them, so you had the general release of the Petitier. So yes, we we brought the Petitier, which started off as a PCA exclusive last year mm-hmm. in like a Lonsdale size. So we, I went back to the drawing board with that blend, and I thought that blend had potential, but I, it didn't translate in the forty four ring gauge the way I knew it could in a larger ring gauge. So. You know, long story short, we went to a 48 to 54. It completely changed the profile. I think people are going to be really happy with that cigar. Um, it's one of your favorites. It's Broadleaf. Um, so we did Petitier. We also dropped another PCA exclusive uh, called Sfumato in C Major, which is the complete antithesis of everything we've been doing to this point because I wanted something that was just very rounded, easy to smoke, no pepper, just something you could have with a cup of coffee or maybe a chilled glass of rosé on your deck in the afternoon. It's just, you know, I, we'll see how, it, it, you know, what the reception will be to it. Because I think people, our fan base is more used to us having the medium to full kind of right. segment. So this is a complete, you know, I'm going to try the waters with this. We'll see what happens. Um, we also, uh, you know, Tim Osgener came back. He's joined Crown Heads. And his brand, Osgener Family Cigars, released Bosphorus, their first uh, pore into the market. And he also did a limited edition called High Synesthesia. Both sold very well at the show. And then um, then you have the Ace Prime Sector, which they released uh, Mas Ignis and Maria Lucia, which was their PCA exclusive. Awesome. So, yeah. They've been doing really well. They've been doing well for you, too. Yeah, you know, we, we took over distributing for them in 19. Um, and uh, I think it, it's been mutually beneficial. So last, last thing here, talking about expanding to Europe, mm. would you go on a Mother Church European tour with me? Where are we going? 
We'll, we'll find. We'll, it we'll, depends where you want to go. We'll see. We're going to get some made up. We'll sell them wholesale. <laughs> we'll pick. You pick five of your of the of your best client stores throughout Europe, yes. and we go and we do a string of European. Like you know how in the old days they used to like spend like four months just like back not backpacking oh, but like you know the rich aristocrats would just go to Europe. Yes. And like tour. I think like, I would. The, I would touring love car. The I mean, we've always been dancing around just doing Dortmund. You know the Dortmund show. Yeah, um, that, because that I, I've be... got an open invitation to do Dortmund, and you know, Salih was like, "You come, you'll do a couple of in stores here." Do you have a? Do you, have, do you send one of your guys? Do you have a booth there? Or you don't do. We it have yet all? to do Dortmund. We have yet to do it, and I would. He said, "You know, you bring your wife and your daughter, then you can go to France. You could, and it all sounds so." Well, great. we don't need to go to France. I love France. I don't know. I like France, man, and I like Italy. Italy so. is way better. Italy, Italy is, is way better. We honeymooned in Italy, and it's the best ten days of my life. What I what I the nail in the coffin for France is when we were in Italy, we met tourists from England, Germany, mm -hmm. Switzerland, China, everything. And then I asked my cousin who lives in Italy, I'm like, you know, we like, and we were in Florence, like we met all these people having all this good time. Like we didn't meet a single person from France. And he's like, yeah, they don't come here. And I'm like, why? He's like, because honestly, they think France is just better. So like they don't leave. He's like, they they'll go to like the islands, like Malaysia, or they'll go to like. The Caribbean is like, otherwise they just stay in France. And I'm like, ah. I don't know, man. I've, I've been to, to France a couple of times and, and uh, I've enjoyed it. I like, I just like the European culture. Just I love Europe. I do whole. love Europe. Yeah. People just, they have a different, like work is not the priority. What's the, right. what's the old saying? You don't work to live, you live you to, to work. Or you live to eat over there or, in Italy. Percent. Yeah. It's just a nice balance of life, you know. I mean, they. It, it is. It is because they're because they're happy with like what they have. One of the things that makes America great, but also makes america just difficult is like the grind like people are just yeah. ingr ingrained with this like you got to grind you got to keep growing like oh i made a million dollars last year in europe it's like oh i made a million dollars this year awesome cool yeah. i'll take a little break to here it's like i made a million dollars next year i gotta make a million five that's right like you just gotta keep pushing so that's more of a, a yeah. society thing i need to thing. I need to retire to Italy. That's where I'm going to go. I, dude, I wouldn't mind it. I mean, it's when I get my villa up and running, I'll have. Where's you. your cousin live? So my cousins live. Uh, it's my dad's side of the family. They're about an hour outside of Salerno in this little town called um, Sassano. It's in the, this valley, the Valle di Diano. It's beautiful hill town. Uh, Sala Consolina is like the big, big town there. But it's about an hour from Salerno, hour and a half from Naples. You know that that kind of region, Campania. Yeah. Um, just be beautiful, just absolutely beautiful. Mm. The food was excellent. I went to Positano on the Amalfi oh. Coast. For like, forget about it. Mm. Um, I don't know how I'd go there now, only because my anxiety about flying happened after that trip. It actually happened at a PCA trip. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if I would be able to handle eight hours on a plane anymore. Oh, dude, no, uh, I, I would have to be knocked out with Xanax. I take enough to literally put me to sleep. <laughs> so we'll see. It's worth it. John, thank you so much, man. This has been man, awesome. It's been a pleasure. It's been great. I haven't seen you in person in, geez, since ninth, this trade show 19. I, was, I thought about that this morning. I was like, when was the last time I sat down with Nick? And it was at a trade show. It was trade show 19. Was it 19? Yeah, that was yeah, the last so time we went to. it's been three years, man. Yeah, well, absolute pleasure. You got to get you up to New York. We keep talking about it. You got to come up. Are you, you know, so I can sit in the studio. You got it. You got to have the crown heads, right? Oh, we'll switch seats. You can have, I purposely I think you guys move those logos. No. I've seen. No. I, I Sometimes I one will fall off, and we have to put a replacement up in the meantime. But in terms of the ones that like the ones that are behind me, those are the same ones that have been really? up there. Yeah. Have you added any new ones? Sometimes we switch it out. There's only so many we can fit within the frame. Yeah. So like when we had um, uh, Ernesto's daughter, was that uh, yeah. Carillo on? Mm -hmm. 
you know, we didn't really have a spot for EP Carrillo like within the frame. So we like we took one out and we put up them for that episode sure. and like we'll swap some in and out. But because uh, it's only, you know, we can only fit, I think, 25 right, within right. the frame. And some of them, you, like the ones that are on the bottom corner, you can't see at all. So, uh, but if we, and they're, they were easy to get made up. They were like 25 bucks to get this, these things the made. That was great, man. Yeah, no, dude, you got to come to, check it out. I would love to be up there. You gotta, Michael Herklotz is going to, he's coming for a second time next month. You got to, you got to be Michael. You got to have him. You got to do somebody else besides Herklotz. So well, yeah. he also only lives 20 minutes away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he lives like know, down the right? street. I know. Exactly. But uh, I'm really excited for tonight. Mother Church event. Yes. At uh, CDM Nashville. By the time this goes out, guys, where am I looking at Justin? By the time this goes out, so this will be going out probably this Friday. So the launch of Mother Church on the website will be uh, Tuesday, August 9th. Um, 10 a.m. is, I believe, when everything everything's launching. Uh, more details on that to come. But it's another limited release. If it does well again this time, maybe we just make it a, a seasonal thing. Or we maybe just we call try regular some, production. Maybe we try some new sizes. You never know. Maybe we, Not uh, new sizes are exciting. I like that. Maybe something 6 by 40 Oh, that's right. I forgot I did those for you, man. Treat. Damn. They were wild. Those were so they good. They were wild. Yeah. But this is a little different. It's a different experience. Yeah. But we'll get Could into we that. we do 6 and 8, 46? Yeah. Yeah, that's what yeah, it was. It was wild. I love that stuff. But uh, thank you guys so much. Make sure to comment, like, and subscribe. Enjoy the finest cigars from Crown Heads at jrcigars.com. And as always, keep them lit. <laughs>